on a thousand planets and spreading out. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. To the bat poles. May the force be with you. Who is that masked man? Avengers, assemble. Good afternoon and welcome to the Fantastic Forum. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. Here is some genre-related news before we get to today's discussion. In its ninth week in release, Spider-Man No Way Home fell to fourth at the domestic box office last weekend with only $7.1 million in receipts. Although a milestone for the film earlier this week as it surpassed Avatar and is now in sole possession of third place all time, excuse me, sole possession of third place as the all-time highest grossing domestic release in history. Adam Zekiel, who is co-writer on Dwayne Johnson's upcoming Black Adam, has been engaged to write and direct a Wonder Twins movie. It isn't yet known how the original live-action feature for HBO Max will present the characters, since Alien, Zan and Jaina, first appeared on the Super Friends cartoon series, their catchphrase, Wonder Twins Powers Activate, has become something of a joke. However, more recently the characters have been presented seriously on the CW shows and in their own comic book. More information on this as it becomes available. New trailers dropped this week for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. You can view the trailers on one of the FF social media pages. And while you're there, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook. We like to be followed and we love to be liked. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness opens in theaters on May 6th, while The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, debuts September 2nd on Amazon Prime. Berkeley Breathed's Pulitzer Prize-winning comic strip Bloom County is being developed into an animated series for Fox. Breathed's signature blend of satire, politics, and sentiment hooked Fox Entertainment president Michael Thorne as a teen. Thorne added in a statement that Breathed's smart and hilarious take on American culture is more relevant than ever today, and that Fox is thrilled to bring this unique ensemble of characters and social commentary to broadcast television. Breathed will co-write and executive produce. Bento Box will be the animation studio for the project. I'm a big fan of Opus and Bill the Cat myself, so really looking forward to that. Halo has received an early season two renewal by Paramount Plus, this in advance of the series premiere of the long-anticipated video game adaptation on March 24th. I always thought it must be a heck of a thing to get renewed before you have even shown your first episode, but hey, Halo is sure to be a hit, right? It was announced earlier this week that J.J. Abrams' Trek crew will be returning for a fourth movie. 
The as yet untitled feature is to be directed by Matt Shackman and produced by Abrams. <sighs> you can tell how excited I am about that. JLA Avengers is returning in a limited soft cover edition thanks to the Hero Initiative. The charity has partnered with DC and Marvel on the special edition of the 2003 epic crossover in honor of George Perez and his legacy. Of course, Mr. Perez recently disclosed that he is suffering with terminal pancreatic cancer. Uh, Mr. Perez is a founding member of Hero Initiative's board of directors and has served as chair of its disbursement committee. The charity's mission statement involves creating a safety net for older comic creators and has granted over $1 million to comic veterans. The new book will be a 288-page full-color softbound volume comprising the story plus 64 pages of companion content, including a reprinting of introductions by original Avengers writer-editor Stan Lee and Justice League of America editor Julia Schwartz. The print run will be limited to 7,000 copies. The edition will also feature a new afterword by writer Kurt Busiek. It is scheduled to be released in March. Stranger Things has been renewed for season five, which will be its final season. It was also announced that season four will be released in two parts. Stranger Things returns for its fourth season on May 27th on Netflix. Part two of season four debuts on July 1st. Last Sunday, the James Webb Space Telescope Fine Guidance Sensor, or FGS, successfully locked on to a specific guide star in tracking mode. The Fine Guidance Sensor was a contribution from Honeywell on behalf of the Canadian Space Agency, who reported Thursday on the achievement. With FGS working well so far, the instrument will next be used to assist with the ongoing alignment of the 18 hexagonal segments that make up the primary mirror of the telescope. Last week, web engineers also released a first image of a single star showing many separate views from the different mirror segments, which was expected since alignment is ongoing. Webb's commissioning period is expected to take several months, in large part because the instruments are still cooling after its December 25th launch and month-long journey to a Lagrange point deep in space. The instruments are designed to operate at minus 384 degrees Fahrenheit as Webb seeks out heat-emitting objects in the universe. And if you're local to the area, this weekend in National Harbor, Maryland, Katsukon returns to the Gaylord National Hotel and Convention Center. The annual three-day convention for multicultural enthusiasts and entertainment started yesterday and runs through tomorrow. you still got time to get there. Visit the website at katsukon.org for more information, particularly the COVID policy. And some sad news this week as Ivan Reitman passed away on February 13th the influential filmmaker, producer, and director behind many of the most beloved comedies of the late 20th century was best known to genre audiences as the producer of such films as Ghostbusters, Heavy Metal, and Space Jam. He was 75. Today, 
We're talking about some of these stories, the season finale of Peacemaker, and wherever else the conversation takes us. Joining me are Shireen Nicole, Roberto Ortiz, and Julian Lytle. Welcome to the show, everybody. Glad to be here. Hello. Hi. Glad to be here. Hello. Yeah, delighted to have all of you, as usual. So, you heard some of the uh, details of these news items. I I had just sort of wanted to revisit uh, one or two of these because uh, I was looking at the... Uh, well, and of course, I didn't mention the fact that there was a trailer for Moon Knight because hey, I was I was watching the Super Bowl over the weekend. Why? And he he, oh. he, he plays that fool. He watches foosball. <laughs> <laughs> but as you can see from the hat he wears on his head. Oh, uh, indeed. And and it's funny because I am uh, today. I, I am repping the Washington Commanders. Go commies. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Well, you know, I I, I suppose <laughs> suppose you can call them the commies. I I I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm still getting accustomed to this. Uh, I had I kind of liked football team to tell you the truth, but anyway, I, I, I digress. Uh-huh. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> Washington football team is the best name you can have. <laughs> and slowly, it, everyone came to my realization. I agree. From the it, start, Commanders is one of the most corporate names and can a corporation. They're not the, they're not the Commanders. They're the Commies. That's what everyone's gonna call them. <laughs> it's an awful name. They're Reds. Ha ha ha. Yeah, it's Reds. Oh my God! Yes, they're the Commies. <laughs> And, and, and the mascot, the will be, you capital. know who's going to be the mascot? Cobra Commander. No, it's not. Yeah. They're not going to pay that money for that. <laughs> <laughs> I will pay money to see that. Yeah, that's a thing. No. Oh, my God, the red commies. <laughs> yeah, but hey, look, look. It's uh, it, This is a show about comic books and science fiction and fantasy. I mean, you know, I, I do wish somehow that there was a way to work football in. But uh, short of NFL a, a, Super Pro, got to come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know, there was a um, an issue of the Justice League of America years ago. They were holding an event called Superthon One. It was this uh, superhero telethon, and apparently, Superman. One of the events they didn't actually show any of it, but Superman was going to be playing a game of football against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Minnesota Vikings, and I can't remember who else, but it was like one of the team. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because he's Superman. How? Thank you. Oh, I don't know. Hey, look, it was Superthon 1. I mean, they were doing it to raise money for charity. I can can see it. I can see it. But the he throws it to himself, or he runs it himself. Yes. Like oh, he gets that's down. Not the part I meant. You meant like, the, like they put different members from the different teams. Nah, all of them together. The yeah. That's no, they, ridiculous. Yeah. That's yeah. Still, there's your fantasy right there. Yeah. And <laughs> he would send those guys to the hospital. No, he would on, on the first He's Superman. Quarter. Yeah. No, he's, he's not gonna, gonna play hard. Power, if he yeah. can make love to his wife, he can keep his <laughs> <laughs> from being. I'm saying. <laughs> And then in Man of Steel, he played high school football. Yes. Yep. And then in... But I liked it was it. very good. I, I <laughs> preferred the uh, Superman anime series. Changed it to the gods in the heaven sport of basketball. Ball is life. Oh, he played basketball? That's really? right. Dropping them J's out here. Because my no understanding... No matter how many you got, wait, no wait, you wait, can wait. shoot a shot. Wait, I, I remember doing the John Byrne era. I remember during yeah. the John Byrne era that he used to play football. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Superman anime series, they changed it. Oh, 
I didn't they know made that. something way better. Huh. Basketball. Huh. <laughs> it makes sense. Villainy. <laughs> huh. Ball is life. NBA week all saw weekend. Let's go. <laughs> I did say wherever the conversation <laughs> took us. In any case, so uh, they had these trailers <laughs> during the uh, Super Bowl, uh, the commercial period. And the one for that Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, uh, apparently. There is a great deal of money That's being spent on like this. Twenty million episode, I think. Something like it's that. It's basically mm. a billion dollars for the love of God. They it's, got it. You know oh no question. From Amazon they week? got they got that and then some. It's like good God Almighty, Jeff. I uh, mean, Gal- yeah. Galadriel or whatever climbing up a mountain with a dagger. Yes. Well, these Galadriel, were. The, I think the, yeah, I was going to say this was back in the days when the uh, Galadriel age. was kind of bloodthirsty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? And there's a friend of mine, a shout out to Mario Brathwaite, who is extremely well versed in the Silmarillion, and who told me that, yeah, back in the day, you know, Galadriel was the one who really wanted blood. It was she was like, wow. she was with the yeah. thing, she was about yes. that action. Yes. Absolutely. She wants all the smoke. I'm trying to see this then. (laughs) Yes. Well, you saw it. They had a shot of her because um, Vanity Fair had a series of images from the show. And one of them was Galadriel in her war armor. And I'm like, okay. That's what I'm saying. We're going to really talk about the realness, though. What? Mm? Shuma Gorath is the best Gorath. You know, there was some controversy about that trailer because a lot of people were upset that they made a point of making all well, the Well, there was multiculturalism. Yes. In the, I mean, that that's what people get. I mean, honestly, as opposed to there being a black dwarf woman, I was more upset that she didn't have a beard. Because they're supposed to have beards. That's what I yeah, think. Exactly. They're supposed to have dwarf they women. are supposed to have beards. Yes. Actually, they're supposed to have underbeards. <laughs> Well, I was upset that this character did not have one. The people, <laughs> so, people who are mad about well, Ulysses Wilder, mm-hmm. would you be upset because the character is black? <laughs> no, well, <laughs> <laughs> you that would not cross your mind. But yes, the, 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 the dwarf woman had no beard is the part that we the, would. There you imagine. go. There you go. Thank you, and th- thank you for that, Shireen. Because I was having a conversation with uh, a, another colleague of mine just earlier today. How sometimes it has been my folly to be the victim of the black police and how sometimes <laughs> the black police determines that you are not black enough and wow. I, I well look this this was my comment and some of you some of you in the audience may appreciate this I said, well, I may not be as blackety black black as my wife is, but I'm black. <laughs> okay? Now my wife, my wife is blackety black 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 yep. black. There is no <laughs> one shade to define the color black. Uh, agreed. That's true, but I mean, I I simply limit it. Well, and what well, you know, I mean, and I and I don't want to become the black police myself, but because even even if you black and you ain't black, you still black. Exactly. Is all I can say. Uh, trust me, uh, I can relate for from the Latino community side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you you ain't Latin enough. Uh, oh, stories I could tell you. It, it, I'm sure. It, 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 Michael. Well, you 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 probably should keep all that to yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna get me in trouble. But well, it, it, you Puerto Ricans know what I'm about to say, and, and you little, know I'm and, right. Uh, and a little more controversial than I might. I mean, you know, because actually, Roberto, you own 
the record for controversy on this show. <laughs> I mean, with your comment, I wish I had a clip. A but, Puerto you know, Rican woman? Yeah, but exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Keep on saying you, it. So yeah. You can keep actually on stop digging saying it. that now. Keep on digging it. <laughs> oh. There's nothing wrong with people having mental health issues. I thought we were okay with that now. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that you tried to walk that back. <laughs> but he didn't. He did. He did not. How many did you sing a canto for the love of God? That's the point of the Columbia. <laughs> well, they in Colombia, the road. I, I just think maybe we should stop there. <laughs> You're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA 96.7 FM. And streaming online via WERA.FM. We are your community radio station. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Shireen Nicole, Julian Lytle, and Roberto Ortiz. And we were just talking a little bit of, well, we were talking a little bit about all kinds of stuff. Well, how much, <laughs> so, I, have, I have a question. How, about the Lord of the Rings thing. Yes. How much is that gatekeeping in a way? Saying that the characters don't look the way they're supposed to but to be fair the creators had to do some concessions for the modern audiences and they made it more diverse which Wait, I honestly they didn't critical. make any concessions if you actually I don't even read them books but I know this the rest of the world didn't come help because the other blue wizards was doing stuff over there and Sauron was being on his I can't curse mm. he was doing <laughs> his things they didn't come over there's a reason only the white people had to fight they, they, they just didn't show them. They were always there. It's a representative of the earth in World War One. They need to stop fake. Yes. People yes. are just being annoying to be annoying and being obtuse to be obtuse. Uh, yeah, yes. I'm gatekeeping well, too. Well, I would say that because it is reported that Tolkien was racist, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he probably was. No, how about if we say he I was a man enjoy. of his time? Which is fair. Uh, no, that's being uh, racist uh, then. No, there were men of his time who were not racist, so I'm going to go back to... Yeah, great. More black dwarves, more black elves. He is angry. <laughs> Spinning in his grave, I am sure, over Bring this. Bring me your no. tears and I shall salt my steaks with them. <laughs> no, no, the, the, the one that with makes me more happy is H.P. Lovecraft and the fact that somebody had the balls to make a, a show with protagonists who were black. Nobody, no, nobody cares about H.P. Lovecraft. But and, they, and they killed Shogun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he also weeps. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? His ghost is probably in some type of ghost dungeon torture chamber from Alan Moore got him in because he loves messing with all the racistness of his all his work where he plays with that stuff. He's blatantly like, this guy's a racist, so I'm like, let's have some fun with it. I'm going to cast a spell because I'm Alan Moore. <laughs> well, you know, I, well, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to go down that. Shuba Gorath, you let's see. We bury in the lead. Shuma Gorath was on Super Bowl Sunday. Yes, a different cephalopod for us to get into. My guy is here. He's going to be on the movie screens of May. Oh, yeah. Um, the Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yes. 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 Well, and that was another one that they had. And so, yeah, I mean, let they, well, let, let's talk a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, that, that guy. Mean, is that the one from the Conan stories? Uh, because I heard that there was a controversy with that character 
with the state of uh my god the guy who owns the the ip for conan Dang, uh, and they don't own that about no shumagora they made shumagora up in dr strange homage huh and then capcom put him in the video games that made him a star huh. and then we finally get him used effectively that the comic books do never use him effectively he is safe Cthulhu with no racist connections. <laughs> safe Cthulhu. That's right. He is the, the best the, Gorat. The cephalopod we can get behind. I sung a whole song on the weekend. So, so, so he's a social justice warrior. No. Uh, <laughs> he's just not connected to a racist. He wants to put everything in the chaos dimension. Everybody else is suckers. Even though Mamu's a sucker. Nightmare's a sucker. Everybody's a sucker. Except for Super Gorat. The best so Gorath. if Starro and Shumagorath got into a fight, Shuba oh. gonna win. Okay. Good okay. Starfish, he just wanna like take people over, like, like uh, um, what's that movie? Uh, The Body Snatchers. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. He he from the same dimension. But, but there is one good big eye to latch on to. Which yeah, is, but he from he from that dimension. He not uh, it's a dimensional god though. See, Starro ain't no god. Oh, I see. Ah. Gotcha. is a god. He he might have to fight. Dark side, he gonna lose because it's dark side. But hmm. is gonna put up a fight because Shumagorath is the best Gorath. <laughs> but, but Are you going to that sing needs the to be song? on a t-shirt? Nah, I'm not gonna sing today. Well, it needs to be on a t-shirt. Yeah, Shumagorath. They the gonna steal it from me anyway. That's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna hear it. They gonna do it. But we'll know that there you no, coined that. No there. <laughs> but don't you guys find it fascinating that the TV show that basically gets more inspiration for this is of all of them of the Marvel shows is What If for crying out loud? Well, that was his purpose. I know, but yes. it's like yes. now it's not even like oh we're gonna make like, these little funny things. <laughs> what if what if we made a show where we just tell you everything we're gonna do? Oh, wait. We did <laughs> because Kevin Feige and I say this with affection is a troll. Trolling, yeah, mm-hmm. trolling. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Yeah, he, you know, he will troll you, and I could just see him behind his desk at at, at Marvel Central giggling and, and laughing at people. He's like, let's call him Ralph Boner. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing all the way to the bank. Indeed. And back. He's going to run Disney one day, just you watch. Oh, oh yeah. I, I, He's yeah. the only one help. that makes sense. They yeah. can't help. He, make, <laughs> the, he don't just make sense, he makes dollars. Yeah, that might happen. <laughs> That the current happen. head of Disney should be very much watching his back because he is doing some strange things. Yeah, people and, don't like him. It's The yeah, only reason yeah. he's going lucky is because the parks are making a lot of money, but it has to do with the fact that people want to get the heck out of their homes and want to go to Disney. But his JPEG is hated. Hated. He's screwing up in all the divisions left and right. So there's a lot of people who want his head on a bike. So, Wait. oh yeah. So who would replace Kevin Feige then? Would uh, we think Nate Moore? We think Nate yeah. Moore would get the role? Yeah. Hmm. Kathleen That's Kennedy? What I would do. Hmm. <laughs> no. She gonna lose. If let this let this let this Feige uh Star Wars uh movie be be super popping. They'd be like they're gonna be like, huh? Dang. You oh. can do it all, huh? Thank oh, you. oh my god. <laughs> I just oh. realized that that might be part of his master plan. Good boy. He gotta fix everything. Once he fix Pardon? everything, what did you just say, Roberto? No, that he's right. He's pro- going to produce a Star Wars movie. And he I think it's a Taika, it's a Taika Watiki movie, right? I think so, yeah. Yes, which makes it doubly likely to do well. Yeah, yes. and if that does well, 
uh, Kathleen Kennedy is in trouble because eesh. no, she should be. Mm-mm. I think she'll be, she fi- be as long fine as long as Fabs and Felonia are doing what they do. She's already kind of righted the ship because even though people say, I don't like Boba Fett, everybody watch Boba Fett, right? Actually, hey, it, and, that, and that's the only I mean, thing that counts. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I thought it was the prelude to Mandalorian. <laughs> Which it I basically is because Homeboy had to go do some other jobs. Let's, let's, <laughs> make, a, let's go make a, it's called It's called a filler arc in the Shonen sense. That's <laughs> what it mm-hmm. like a filler arc. Yo, when your artist got to take, got to actually, you know, get ahead or got to take a little time mm-hmm. off, yep. the anime is going to make. A whole extra story <laughs> to, to, to give some time to let the creator get ahead. Yeah, it's like the dreaded deadline doom where and they have like the backup story ready to go. And Actually, it's like the Favreau, Favreau is going to be like, I'll make another Marvel movie if you leave me alone in the villain department. <laughs> Yo. Don't mess with me. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. But I don't think there's any problem with Kathleen Kennedy because I believe, as Julian said, that. Uh, Feige's going for the big mouse. He so, do you yes. really think he's going to end up running the studio? Who better? I agree with you. I hope. I'm so. surprised he didn't get it already. He already made him twenty billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, he did. He's a great. I don't. Producer. I don't. I sit here like the reason people got Disney Plus wasn't about them Star Wars shows. They didn't exist yet. People was like, "Yo, I could watch all the Marvel stuff in in, in order." What? Well, see, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. They come out with four of them things a year. Now they got TV shows in between. But the scary part is that people don't seriously. I don't think people understand that the track record he has as a producer is unprecedented. It's insane that it a is. producer has so many hits. I mean, I yo, cannot. isn't there some kind of go wrath coming up in the next movie? Shuma Gorath is the best. The Gorath. best Gorath. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Roberto. I apologize. That's okay. That's okay. He goes into okay. that darkest dimension, and they're gonna play him out. I know they're gonna play him out, but it's okay because that's not his final form. He can come back. All right. Mm. Because they always gonna play out the. They play out my face every time. They always play out my face, and then I'm gonna smack somebody. But it's okay. I don't expect much out of Marvel. They ain't Uh-oh. my squad. That's not my game. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad, though, that I have watched... Who are you rolling with? Because... Oh, sorry. You oh, no. Well, actually, wait, we... we uh, <laughs> Man got a shout-out in Entertainment Weekly I know. <laughs> just like yesterday. I'm wait, like, wait, oh. Damn. I, I, I mean, I'm... I'm very, I mean, I'm fortunate to have all of y'all, but I'm fortunate to have this man because Ava DuVernay was talking about him in the EW article. On oh, the beginning I'm of like, the article, no less. It's like... Well, not to begin, it's a little bit. It's a but little it's, bit it's a it. big deal, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, a paragraph. Yeah. It's a paragraph. It's like, on, man. I like my paragraph. If I still had my applause sound effects, it's you'd great. be getting applause right now. <laughs> I, I told you only when I found out I would have that tattooed on my chest. It's like, oh, I got the article right it's there. It's true. You uh, see it? Julian, he called me. He was so excited. <laughs> and and they're right. That was right. That was right I, before. Because that's how on, I. Fa- well, yeah, I posted on Facebook this morning. Yeah. See, I hadn't seen that. Yeah, yeah. But I posted you know? on Twitter. Instagram yesterday because you know. Oh, okay, yeah, that's, I didn't see that's that. What wow. the, that's what the young folks. Is. You know, I got to hit the young folks first. Mm-hmm. You know what? One of the things I like to the say streets. that mm-hmm. God basically gave me the ability to recognize talent, and oh, God always basically puts me in the path of people who are very talented and gonna go far. So oh. I'm very proud of you, dude. Well, thank Seriously. you. Well, we all are. It, it, no, you have mm-hmm. no idea how proud this man is too. It's like we're all like, damn, that's cool, and we love the fact that basically you do all these amazing things. And, and I keep don't it say the, nothing. Exactly. It's like damn. Real G's moving salads like lasagna. 
Look, everybody has got some. St- I mean, I <laughs> quiet as it's kept. I happen to uh, see that Shireen uh, and Adobe have partnered up. Yeah, I with, saw that. Uh, yeah, oh, you saw that too? Yeah. Well, yeah, go. Come on, bring it. She was up in dead also, with Mary Pro, when I saw her stuff in Times Square, it's like, yeah. How many graphic designers can say that they go their shit? No, sorry, their stuff in Times Square. <laughs> sorry, but it's like in terms of graphic design, that's like a wow. Uh, that's not like weight work. That's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. Olympic level. Geesh, well, that's impressive. Yeah. Seriously, Shireen, I am very impressed. Names ringing out in the streets. We, we are yep. very proud of you too, Shireen. Thank you very much. I, I was telling Julian last night. I literally said this. I was like, I was on de- I was on deadline on Thursday. You were on Entertainment Weekly on Friday. Wonder <laughs> Twin Powers actor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You guys should be the Wonder Twins. That's it, basically. <laughs> Yo, that yeah, no, you know what? There'd be too many viewers. Be too many. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like they don't have enough streaming to handle that. You know, I'm I'm just glad that there are people who are good people, who are creative people, yeah. and people who are so creative that their egos could be out of check based on the level of creativity and talent that they have, but they aren't. You know, and in fact, before the broadcast started, and, and I'm sorry, I, look, if you're one of these people, I, I'm sorry, but folks who were like. Big things happening. Watch this big things, you know. I mean, because the stuff ain't never as big as you think it is. And you advertising this stuff. I mean, wait until the big things happen and then be like, oh, hey, yeah, this happened. You know, act like you've been there before. Straight up, I wasn't even going to say nothing. I was going to think about it maybe later on. Maybe after the season was (laughs) over. Until the season was over. And then, like, then I found out the article. Then I read the article. I was like, oh. <laughs> I guess I guess it's out. Okay, yeah. man. I you know, guess I will I guess it will go to my LinkedIn this week. <laughs> but it's cool that you didn't have to be the one to put it out there. Somebody else put it out there and then somebody noticed. Because that's always the best Money's way to do it. Money's better than clout. But yes. what one of the advantages of living in Washington DC is mm-hmm. that you get to meet some really cool cats. And one of the persons I met was Jim Lobel, the guy who basically went around the moon, Apollo 13. Yeah. And oh, he man. was one of the most down to earth human beings I have met. I and see what you did there. Yeah, but the he thing is that. Name drop. He was good too. Well, no, 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 I was talking about that whole the guy who. There you go. There you go, Sherry. Thank you. But the cool thing about Jim Lobo and people like that is that they let their actions speak for themselves. They yeah. don't have no need to basically be saying, big things are coming. Yeah. I went to the moon. Yeah. I go to the. Yeah, you know. It, and the impressive thing about that is that. I noticed that on and on and on that most of the people who basically go far are the ones who know how to play well with others, keep their egos in check, listen well, and can evolve well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. only person who can get away with a big ego is James Cameron, and that's because of his deal with Satan. So that's <laughs> well, and that's honestly, you built a freaking submarine to go to the deepest part uh, of the ocean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Once you do that, I gotta respect you. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, that was some stuff that's there. Hard. It's like, yes. oh, you done, you done found the Titanic. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I, I will admit, there is some. I, I'm kind of impressed by that. But it, it, see, it, th- this is the other thing, though. Because 
nobody likes that other stuff. You know? <laughs> big thing, big thing. Maybe nobody's told you, but folks are talking about you all behind your back. You see that show off. Hey, you know? And if it is not, if, if whatever the big thing is not commensurate with however many caps you used and however many platforms you put that stuff out on there, people are definitely talking. They are definitely talking. So, yep. you know, what can you do? Anyway, look. That musical cue means that it's time for us to take a short break. Fantastic Forum comes to you via WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. We're a community radio station, and we are non-commercial. We rely on the ongoing generosity of our underwriter sponsors and listeners like you for the totality of the operation of the radio station. Visit the website at WERA.FM or that of our parent organization, Arlington Independent Media, at arlingtonmedia.org to find out how you can make your tax-deductible gift in support of community radio, community media, today. So, we're going to pause for a moment while we acknowledge the invaluable contribution of those underwriters and sponsors. We're also going to promote some of the other fine offerings of WERA that are coming up later tonight. But stick around. Because Shireen, Julian, Roberto, and I are going to be right back with more Fantastic Forum right after this. And welcome back to Fantastic Forum here on WERA 96.7 FM and streaming via WERA.FM. Radio Arlington, I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Julian Lytle, Roberto Ortiz, and Shireen Nicole. And when we took the break, uh, we were sort of... uh, Opining about uh, variety of things, but yep. <laughs> I, I wanna I wanna uh, jump into Peacemaker oh, and yes. uh, with the show on HBO Max based on the Charlton DC Comics character, and it was it was a heck of a series. I mean, you know, James Gunn uh, produced, directed a bunch of them, wrote a bunch of them, has a real particular sensibility about characters like this and for the most part I liked it it was kind of quirky in a lot of ways and Peacemaker himself bit of an idiot (laughs) for the most part I'm watching his actions during the show oh by the way there are likely to be spoilers so if you haven't watched the season finale of Peacemaker on HBO uh, you might not want to listen to this but I, I still I was very impressed uh, with John Cena, I was very impressed with James Gunn and his take on this. I liked how they carried it all over from the Suicide Squad. I liked that there was some continuity in terms of the characters. Um, I liked what they did with the character who was supposed to be... Um, Vigilante? Uh, well, yeah, him too. No. Um, Adebayo. Yes, thank you. Uh, Addie Abayo, who is what's his, what's what's her face's daughter? Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller. How I could not come up with that name is absolutely shameful. But uh, yeah, so I, I I liked all of that. I even liked 
Economist, who I wasn't expecting that I was going to like. I, I liked Mern. I liked the whole storyline with the butterflies. Um, it was, it was, it, there were, there were stakes. There were consequences. Mm-hmm. Yep. There was the Justice League of America, <laughs> which is like, the Justice League, oh my God, you know. So I'm curious, though, in terms of what you guys oh, thought. Oh, I loved it. I, I thought that considering basically the limitations he had, that A, he did this very quickly last summer. B, that it's obviously a low-budget affair, if you stop to think about it in terms of what you saw. Mm-hmm. Uh He's a miracle maker, and I'm very happy of all the decisions he made. I'm kind of looking forward to happens, and also the consequences. I agree with you. And mm-hmm. one that most people have not realized is I'm wondering if this is also setting up uh, Blue Beetle. A lot of people have actually been talking about that because they they saw parallels between yes. the scarab beetle and the butterflies. Yes, and mm. they wondered if they were part of some you know some similar planet or something like that hmm. and so a lot of people have been positing that that may be what they're doing and well the, and they're both charlton characters yes yes they and, are. The, and in the comic well there's a lot of charlton characters in this um peacemaker you know judo yes. master yes um white <laughs> dragon um wait is white dragon no that's no um, no white dragon word. is newer but there's another yeah. one there's another charlton character but, i can't think of it now but carry on uh, and I love the fact that basically the vigilante that they use, instead of going through the temptation of creating a brand new vigilante, they use the one created by Mark Wolfman and George Perez. Hmm. And I wonder if he did that in part because of what's going on with George Perez, because he knows that if he uses that version of the character, automatically George Perez gets some money. Hmm. So I just wonder. Could be. Maybe. I don't know. I think he just did. I, I think he probably made a decision before. Because he wrote it in 2020, it is, and no it one is likely. Yeah, nobody it, yeah, that that. I just think he wanted to flip then, that yeah. character because it works well with Peacemaker, Vigilante being Vigilante. Oh mm-hmm. my god, yeah, what, what, that yeah. Vigilante fits his aesthetic. Uh yes, he does. <laughs> and he changed <laughs> and him from so. like super mm-hmm. hard to like lovable sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> lovable sociopath. You hit yes. the nail on the head. He's, he's <laughs> a you guy, but kills, but fights crime instead of like harassing women. <laughs> well, he harasses women too. It seems like no. no but, I mean, the whole no, purpose no, of you is is that people who harass yeah. women. Yeah, it, it's an interesting character. I'm wondering if we'll get more backstory in season two to uh, I, see yeah. this version of the character. I mean, mm, he's obviously mm. on the spectrum for crying out loud because he's like, I don't get it. Uh, he talks about basically doing those horrible things, and he doesn't get it why people are reacting this way. It's perfectly okay. Does that make me a maniac? It's like, uh, well, yeah. I loved it when he said, "If you're gonna be sarcastic, you should let us know." <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. He was like, like, like tell, like, they're like, what? <laughs> oh, but that scene when he was in the prison and he basically took care of the white supremacists, and you realize, wow, this guy has skills. Well, yeah, he's yeah. vigilante. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, like. He was wanted. It's like, like he's a threat. It's just that he's a goofball. Yes. <laughs> did, did, did he remind you guys at all? Because every time I looked at him without his mask on, I kept thinking, so Napoleon Dynamite has changed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Literally, I only thought about the guy from that U show. I was like, he looked just like him, but with glasses on. 
<laughs> like literally, he looks just like that guy. <laughs> but the amazing thing is that this is the second guy who plays Vigilante. The original actor who was playing Vigilante had to stop filming. He was fired from production. He didn't uh, agree with what he was doing with the yes. character. Because hmm. it's, a, it's a big divorce from the the way Adrian Chase was historically written. Hmm. Yeah. He is not a goofball hmm. at all. But it, this is better. It makes the character more interesting. I'm not going to say it's better. It's, because it's different. Because the, yeah. the vigilante, when you read them old comics, was fire. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he dies at the end. Like, they kill the character. Like, uh, he has a tragic ending. Peacemaker mm-hmm. kills him. If I okay. Remember. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. whatever. He dies. Because he's like the second or third vigilante in anyway. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, he had some fun with it. Like, you know, it's really, I, I, I don't really like James Gunn's stuff. Huh. But Not it, normally. Peacemaker was flames. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, he. Ha- I, I, that's I why I said he has a real particular sensibility. And, I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't care for the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. I mean, I still maintain that those are the, um, uh, the, the well... They're they they're, they are among those Marvel movies that are not particularly good. Okay. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, but some of that was more appropriate for this material, particularly given who the lead character was. Yeah. I mean, like, for example, I and this is one of the reasons I said that uh, this guy was an idiot, because understanding what sort of a threat the butterflies were, he kept one in a <laughs> jar... In his trailer, and it, that was well, ridiculous. That was an example it. of his compassion. That Thank was you. the point. What's brilliant about what James Gunn did here with Peacemaker is that he takes the worst of the DC universe and gives them more compassion, more yeah. pathos, and more humanity than what other directors have done with the best. Yes, yes, and. I- and it is it is astonishing that something that is so blood filled and, and fart scented can pull that off, right? And so there's a lot of layers to I and I think that what happens here is what we get in Guardians of the Galaxy is half of James Gunn. Yes to fit the Marvel way. What we're getting in Peacemaker is the full gun. I don't know if that's a, you know, that's the full gun. And it actually brings out a lot more depth. Yeah, and I, yes. I was I was very pleased as a fan with this with these depictions as things went on. The accountability that these characters have, the 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 tenderness, you know, you get to a part very early on, so it's not a spoiler, where you have Peacemaker or Chris crying because he realizes the gravity of what he's done. He realizes how much his father has played with his head and how abused he is, and he's crying for the death of Rick Flagg which he caused, so he's the murderer. And it is brilliant. Yeah. And there are moments like that, not not scattered, but very well placed throughout the totality of Peacemaker. And you get, you guys, it is difficult to pull off a great character arc for one character. James Gunn pulls off great character arcs for every single one of them. I'd say with the exception of Vigilante, who was the comic relief. Yeah. He's a comic relief in a comedy that's you know, over the top, but there is development out of bio, Mern, um, um, Harcourt, uh, 
um, economists. Yes, economists. Yes. All of them. It, it is jaw dropping. Yes. You, yes. you have the detective, and how angry you are when the butterflies get her. Angry because that character was so strong. Yeah, Listen. and she's gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's gone. You're angry when Myrne is gone because you know who Myrne was before the butterfly. They are opposites of each other, mirror images. Who he was when the butterfly got him was horrible. And now he's 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 redeeming this person and then he's gone. You watch them crush him. You see that, you know, that anonymity between the butterflies. Man, let me tell you something. What James Gunn does here is deceptively brilliant. Yes, I love the fact that, for example, they got a hold, hold that thought. You're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA 96.7 FM and streaming via WERA.FM. We are Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Julian Lytle, Shireen Nicole, and Roberto Ortiz. And before, Roberto, you, you get that in. I just have to say, Shireen, I appreciate your interpretation of all this and uh, I, I, I don't actually disagree with you, but for uh, your comment about uh, Chris Peacemaker, uh, his compassion having been demonstrated by how he kept the butterfly. I think that was the intention. But looking at that, I, I couldn't see it as anything but a strategic mistake that led directly to that entire police station being murdered by the butterflies. You know? Yes, I mean, it was that, but it was also a sign of his compassion. That's the duality of what is done there, right? Because you're looking at a person who has seen too many creatures get crushed and then has done the crushing as a result of what his father did to him and is mourning his murdering of Rick Flagg and he doesn't he wants to give second chances now. Yeah. He has to give second chances because he himself needs to believe they're possible or else he's irredeemable. And and the character oh, actually James Gunn and the, <laughs> Yes, and one character that I find interesting specifically is Hardcore. That I was like, okay, she's very cold, the character's not gonna evolve. And at the end you get the impression specifically that this was a woman who basically was uh on a death wish. That basically she got to a point that she just wanted to die and in terms of maybe Waller has sent into way too many missions and he already was getting on her head and this is the first time she was able to connect with people who were as broken as she was in other words there are certain aspects that she can see on Vigilante there are certain aspects she can see on uh, Amanda Waller's door certain uh, the way she used to be and with Peacemaker she can see certain aspects of the part of, of hating yourself and that's why she was able to heal towards the end and being able to trust. And Ekognos, uh, 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 <laughs> I love what they did with the character that was, I thought he was a gunner. I really, really thought he was a gunner. It's like, gun, I hate you. I'm going to fast forward this. This tension is killing me. Are you going to kill this guy? And I love the fact that gun captures the concept of self-hate very well. Mm. More than any other in terms of how... That's a strong motivation factor, and he doesn't make it look pathetic. He, ma- he makes it look like you feel sorry for this person, for the amount of self-hate he has. And the thing is that the guy doesn't realize, you kill a gorilla with a chainsaw, for the love of God, dude. You kill a whole bunch of white supremacists with a ch- machine gun. You walked into this place filled with butterflies and planted the bomb and walked out. That takes balls. And you did those things, and you don't realize 
you have value. And that's, in a way, the, the contrast that Gon shows us, that these people are severely flawed, they hate themselves, but they do incredible things. Well, and despite, I mean, in addition to his actions, uh, what I found absolutely compelling about that economist character was um, okay so he plants the bomb and he, he kind of chickened out there at the end but that was a real act of courage to admit what he did about himself you know when the one butterfly was yeah. hey the human you inhabited why did he do this you know and he's got to honestly say knowing that his compatriots are listening in and he's got to acknowledge these things about himself yeah. Yeah. that for the earlier episodes he had totally denied you know and that Otherwise, was like he breaks his cover exactly yeah. exactly and that, that, that's why i said it was an act of courage and uh, you know and something that you respect because he sort of blundered into the other stuff i mean killing the gorilla with the chainsaw and even cutting the white supremacist down you know with the machine gun but this this was this struck me as being a lot more intentional yeah. than the other things that he had done so it was. yeah and you know what else he he breaks his leg to the point that bone is sticking out yes compound he fracture still, he still makes it to thank Harcourt's you side yeah yeah he still makes it there crawling mm -hmm. but he gets to her mm -hmm. so he is stronger than he believes and i think in the last minutes of that <laughs> of that um season we see how he's kind of found himself a bit mm -hmm. and his found family he puts the photo on his desk but he has a different strut when we see him mm. walking through um bell reeve yeah and yeah. Uh, you know there's something really cool about that yeah yeah there's hey. something really cool about how at oh yes oh no no, no and you that sounds like you were going there because i was going to say we've only got a few minutes left i want to talk a little bit about the Adebayo character what yeah. were you going to say about her i was going to say her arc from from kind of being henpecked by her mother you know she's got a helicopter parent mm. and she acts that way and she's been told she's not capable stay back you're, you're you're not ready for this you can't handle this constantly she's told that right mm -hmm. and then in the end she says you know what nah i'm built for this i'm built for this human mm. torpedo <laughs> you know and, yeah. and i mean gosh the way that you feel about that the way that you feel about these characters having their individual triumphs uh, through through what is likely indescribable, both emotional and physical pain. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I like the friendship hey, they had between her and Peacemaker. Yeah, one second. Julian, you've been awful quiet about this. Yeah, y'all yeah, been going off. Oh, well, sorry. Hey, there's not much I can bring to this. Other <laughs> <laughs> than, like, well, I thought the show was fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. In that case, uh, Roberto. <laughs> I love the relationship that she had with Peacemaker because it felt real. In, in terms of, she didn't feel like, oh, let's put a black woman character to make the point that he's not racist. No, it felt like a real relationship that they had with each other. And I like the fact that she was able to call his BS back to him and that he really, really cared emotionally on what she had to say about him because she was honest to him. Mm. And this is the first time he was able to start breaking from the programming from his father because somebody was honest to him. He had nothing to do about race. He had to do specifically about honest. And his, I liked also another fact that, that they didn't, they made the father completely a monster. I think there's nothing positive about this person. This is a horrible, horrible human being. And there's human beings like that that are non-salvageable. They're horrible people. And the only thing you can do is walk away because they're horrible. Mm. 
Well, part of what impressed me about this character, and uh, again, <laughs> some of you will get this, some of you won't. Frequently, uh, African-American characters are not completely developed or have questionable story arcs or or lack story arcs. Some of them don't even approach uh, the being magical Negroes or um, suffering from... yeah. 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 Sometimes yeah. they're just blackrified. So yeah, thank blackrified. you. There you go. That's exactly where I was going, and I'm glad you said it because as far as I know you coined that term. But this I was didn't. well, but this was a very well rounded yes. African American character. And the fact that she was also presented as um, as being gay, you know, I mean and there was depth to that relationship too. Yeah. You know, with even though her wife wasn't as well fleshed out, that felt very real to me what was going on between them. And it didn't feel, I mean, unlike some presentations, uh, it didn't feel as if it was just something that was pandering to a particular audience. I mean, it was like, oh, this character just happens to be gay, you know? Yeah, you know what? One of my favorite lines was when Vigilante says, she says, um, I'm out of bio because I took my wife's last name. And he goes, oh, you're the, but doesn't that make you the girl in the relationship? Vigilante says that. Both girls. We're both says, girls. She says, um, I, I, she says, we're both the girls in the relationship. That's what being a lesbian means. <laughs> and you know what's the sweet part? Is that Vigilante said that without malice? Which is yeah, <laughs> he's just an idiot. <laughs> yeah, but I love that line because... You know, every you know, there's all of this weird straight um, stereotyping of of queer, any kind of queer relationship. Yes. They're always mm-hmm. trying to apply the rules of straight relationships. Yeah, to, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, who's and the man? Who's the woman? Uh, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. I hate when they do that. Julian and I have talked about that. I hate when they do that with Zendaya and Tom Holland. It's ridiculous and demeaning. Wow. Um, she is the but, supermodel of the, of the relationship, so that makes sense. That <laughs> is fine. Wait, they're, they're, they're seeing each other for real? Yeah. Yeah, bro, bro, yeah. They bought a house together. Oh, goodness. No, because I saw him at the uh, premiere. Well, there were pictures of the premiere of that new movie that he's in. Yeah. But I'm sorry. Yeah, hey, I, okay, I'm sorry. But, Shireen, go on. That was it. Just that kind of writing where it lets you know your, your, your rules that you try to apply to other people are not accepted. Yes, mm-hmm. we're, we're both the girl in the relationship. That's kind of what that means. <laughs> you know, yeah. the other thing that I liked about Adebayo, how she was kind of cowed by her mother, and uh, ultimately she had to stand up to Amanda Waller. And the huh. fact that she was able to, because initially she was in there as a mole, but then she told them, and of course Mern already knew, which was interesting, but you know, she confessed to them that Waller was her mother and that she was planted in there, you know, to spy on him and to, you know, plant that diary, you know, to implicate uh, Peacemaker. And, um, you know, it was just what she had to overcome to be able to, uh, to reach that point, you know, and the fact that she seemed to be the only one that had a certain moral compass early on and had an issue with you know what that task force was charged with doing was also very interesting and yeah so Shereen yeah. well you know something else that's pretty funny is when James Gunn uh, writes Amanda Waller <laughs> he loves for it to be her family that stops her in the Suicide Squad it's her cousin who knocks her out um, in, in Peacemaker it's her daughter who tells her off and goes her own way that was her cousin? I, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't realize that either 
Wow. Yeah. He's like, you're going too far, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to hit you with this putter. <laughs> <laughs> you about to get a whole goddamn old country. You knocked the crap out of her too. I was. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's yeah. something she's been wanting to do for a long the cookout, time. <laughs> the, cook, the cookout is going is to be real interesting that summer. You got that going right? I hit you with that foot out there about the killer island, <laughs> playing games. Oh goodness! <laughs> yeah. Hey. Oh, I know without any problem. Hey, you all are extracted. We've accomplished the objectives of the mission. But look. Um, unfortunately, we're out of time for this episode. I'd like to thank my panelists and you, too, for tuning in. Of course, Fantastic Forum is also a television show. Visit the website at fantasticforum.tv. See full episodes of the show as well as segments. We've got the interviews, the toy and game profiles, the special features, the event coverage, all broken out for your convenience. Also... The show is available as a podcast, thanks to our friends at The Great Geek Refuge. Find it wherever your favorite podcasts are available. And subscribe. We love it when you subscribe. Also, the show re-airs each and every Thursday right here on WERA from 3 to 4 p.m. And, of course, come back again next week. Same bat time, same bat station. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, people.